We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're talking and teaching from our book on tragedy, how to avoid tragedy in your life and in the lives of other individuals. We're going to get into some things today in chapter 7, and we're talking about wrong praying. Now see, there's several things that can get you in deep trouble and causing calamity and different things to come your way that wouldn't ordinarily come your way. And some of the things is wrong thinking, wrong speaking, and then wrong praying. There's three links, at least three links in that chain that'll cause you problems in life. Now, we want to deal with chapter number 7 on wrong praying. I want to read from James, the 5th chapter, verse 13. James says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, I want you to notice he says it is the prayer of faith that saves the sick, not just prayer. You've heard people pray all kinds of prayers, but many of them are not in faith. You hear people from time to time and bless their hearts if they've been taught that way. And if you've been taught that way, you wouldn't know any other way to pray. But you hear them pray, Lord, if it be thy will, then you heal so-and-so or heal me. Well, now, you see, that's not a prayer of faith when it comes to something that we know what God's will is. Now, that's all right for a dedication prayer. But when it comes to something that you know what the will of God is, there can be no faith in a prayer when you say, Lord, if it be thy will, when there is a possibility of you knowing what the will is. See, that means you don't know what God wills. So how could you release faith in that prayer when you don't know whether God will or not. Now see, it's important to know what the prayer of faith means. And it means that you release faith in the prayer. And when an individual prays, like if I were to pray concerning healing, knowing what the Bible says about healing, and that by the stripes of Jesus we were healed, and God sent His Word and healed me, Then if I were to pray, Lord, if it be thy will, then heal me. Well, you see, if I didn't know what the Lord's will was, then there wouldn't be any faith in that prayer. So actually, it's impossible to pray the prayer of faith when you don't know what God's will is concerning that matter. Now, let me say that just a little different because it could be just a little bit misleading there. Concerning a promise of God, any promise of God, I'm going to have to go back and give you a little background on this so you can understand where I'm coming from. Let you get a handle on it. You know, if you get a handle on something, you can pick it up. You can handle it then. Now, the law of Genesis says this, everything produces after its kind. Now, God's word is filled with faith. Faith Faith-filled words produce faith. Fear-filled words produce fear. Now, if God's Word is filled with faith, then every promise in the Word of God has sufficient faith in it to cause the manifestation of that promise in your life or in the life of any individual that will believe it. 
But you see, there must be faith involved. Now, the ability to cause the manifestation of that promise, whether it's financial, physical, or spiritual, or whatever, the ability to cause the manifestation of that promise in your life, personally, is in the promise itself. And that ability is called faith. That ability is called the divine energy of God, which I call faith. Faith is in the Word of God. That's why Paul says, So then faith cometh by hearing the Word of God. Now see, if there wasn't any faith in God's Word, you couldn't get faith by hearing God's Word. But because there is faith in the Word of God, then when you speak and quote God's Word, then that faith gets inside you. Now the ability to cause the manifestation of that promise is in the seed itself. Now that's what the law of Genesis says. The seed is in itself. So the promise of God which is God's promise to us, has within it spiritual forces called faith or the divine energy of God that is sufficient to cause the manifestation of that promise in your life. But now if you don't know the Word of God and you do not have that faith inside you and that Word is not inside you, then you don't know what God's will is. The only way you're going to know what God's will is concerning any situation that you face in life is to find out what God said about it. So the individual that does not know what God said about it, then he couldn't pray in faith and believe God for the manifestation of it because he don't know whether it's God's will or not. He could pray in doubt. See, doubt is when you just don't know. So if you don't know, you'd be praying in doubt. Now, sometimes we get doubt and unbelief all mixed up, and we seem to think that doubt and unbelief is all the same thing, but it's not. See, doubt is when you just don't know whether it's God's will or not. That'd be a prayer of doubt. You pray in, Lord, if it be thy will. The doubt is in the fact that you don't know whether God will or not. But now, see, unbelief is when you know what God said in his word, and then you still won't believe it. Now, that's unbelief. You see, there's a difference in doubt and unbelief. Doubt is when you don't know, and unbelief is when you do know, but still won't believe it. Well, I hope that helps you. It'll help you understand what we're referring to here. So the individual then that says, well, I pray, Lord, if it be thy will, supply my need. Well, now there's an individual that does not know whether it's God's will. He doesn't know whether God will do it or not. So how could he pray in faith? How could he believe God in that prayer when he doesn't know whether God will do it or not? He doesn't know whether it's God's will or not. Then you see, there'd be no faith in that prayer. There would be doubt in that prayer. Now, that's why the Bible says, and doubt not in your heart. In other words, you have to know something. So wrong praying could be because we just don't have an understanding of it. And that's what we've talked about in some of the other sessions that God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because if you don't know what God will do, then it's impossible for you to pray the prayer of faith concerning that thing if you don't know what God's will is concerning that matter. You understand what I'm saying? I think you can see that now. So here James says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. I think there's something important back here, in, back up in verse 13. It says, Is any among you afflicted? says, let him pray. Now, I want you to notice what it says. If there's any among you afflicted, let him pray. It didn't say to always get somebody else to pray the prayer of faith for you. 
Now, that's where most people are. They're in a position where if they have a bad problem, a situation in life, they're always wanting somebody else to pray the prayer of faith. But he said, if you're afflicted, let him that is afflicted pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Now, he said, in sickness, call for the elders of the church. Now, certainly you could pray for yourself, but you see, you might be so sick you couldn't pray. It's hard sometimes to pray when you're sick and in a bad situation. So he said, call for the elders of the church, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now let's look at that for just a minute. Ask yourself this. If the prayer of faith will save the sick, when faith is released in the prayer, and you see, you couldn't release faith in a prayer for God to heal an individual if you didn't know whether it was God's will or not. So if the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up, then what would the prayer of doubt do? Or what would the prayer of unbelief do? Now see, there's some people that pray in doubt. And then there's some that pray in unbelief. Some don't know what God's will is, so that's in doubt. And those that know what God's will is but still don't believe he'll do it, they're praying in unbelief. And there is a difference. So it's important to understand then that when you pray, you must pray the prayer of faith. Now, I'm convinced that many people invite things into their lives because of fear. They pray a prayer in fear. You see, that's a prayer of doubt or a prayer of unbelief. I know that there was a certain individual friend of my daughter. When she'd go with her somewhere, well, this lady would start saying, In the name of Jesus, Satan, you're not going to have any 18-wheelers run over this car. (laughs) And she'd start naming all these things that Satan wasn't going to do. There'd be no drunks hit this car. And she'd making all these confessions in her prayer. And finally, my daughter Annette said to her, said, uh, You know, if you wouldn't name all those things, the devil wouldn't think of half of them. Well, now, see, what the deal was, she was over in the area of fear concerning that. See, you can make faith confessions or prayers in fear. But the Bible says the prayer of faith is what will avail much, you see. So we have to do it in faith and proclaim it. Now, when you understand that what you're praying is you're praying in faith knowing what God's will is. See, the Bible says he's given his angels charge over you. They'll keep you in all your ways. Psalms 91. Well, that's the will of God then. We ought to pray according to the will of God. Many have been crippled in life by foolish praying. And I'm talking about uh, many are crippled in their prayer life because of wrong ideas concerning prayer. Then there are many that have been crippled and paralyzed because of praying foolish prayers. God bless you. I hope you've been with us all this week as we've taught the Word of God. And I hope it's been a blessing to you and ministered to a need in your life. Our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7311. This is the last day for that offer. Authority and the anointing. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. Now, do you remember that Jesus, when he was here on earth, he never did a single miracle until he was baptized in the River Jordan. Now, why did Jesus have to be born here on planet Earth. 
Why didn't God just come down here and destroy the works of the devil? Because he had given the authority of the earth to man. And man had authority on this planet to rule under God. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So he had to have a physical flesh, blood, and bone body to have authority on this planet. And you need to realize that that's where you get your authority by being born here. You have a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. Now, Satan doesn't have one. He's a spiritual being, but he doesn't have authority here. He usurps the authority of other believers or unbelievers to do his work here on earth. Jesus never healed a single person until he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power. So it takes authority and the anointing to destroy the works of the devil. Your body gives you authority, but Jesus and his name gives you the anointing. It is God that gives the anointing. So after he was baptized in the River Jordan, he was 30 years of age, he began to do great and mighty miracles. And you'll notice that in his own hometown, he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. So there's three things that actually go with this is authority, faith, and the anointing. It takes faith to receive the anointing. Offer number 7311, authority and the anointing. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. Our toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Couch reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.